Hello. Hello. Sorry, my computer and everything's making ringing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. I'm great. I'm uh, hiding in my room, so it's a nice change. <laughs> I'm hiding in the boys' room, which <laughs> is very useful because I don't want to be in here. <laughs> I get it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I totally understand. <laughs> well, excellent. It's great to talk to you, Vanessa, since her love. Yeah, good. Yeah, I hope yeah. she's doing well, too. Oh, now here's the question, the ultimate question, and this is off the record completely. Did you get nominated? Yes, I did. Yeah, so did we. Yes. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah, it's always, that's always the worst part is that waiting period. Right. But this right. year it's even worse because we don't have the definite time to announce it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's so it's weird. This year has been very strange. So yeah, I blame myself really. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten yeah. that bat. I just shouldn't have. No. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's talk some art. Okay. Okay. So, when do you first remember making art? When did I first remember making art? Um. My dad is an artist, and oh. he did a lot of watercolor art, um, mostly <laughs> mostly just for himself, but he also had some pieces that were sold. So what I remember doing was, do you remember the, I don't know if you ever saw them, the Ed Emberley books, where uh-huh. it's all about drawing circles and, you know, drawing different shapes to make characters up. Um I had those, and I remember my dad giving me a piece of watercolor paper and saying, okay, go ahead. And so I had drawn unicorns and things on there, that Ed Emberly style, and then <laughs> painted them. And that probably was about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight. Um, but that was like the first piece of art that I remember doing that wasn't school-related or anything, and I could sit next to my dad while he painted, and I painted with him. Oh, wow. No, I totally remember the lion. Uh, I remember trying to draw that yeah. lion for years. <laughs> I, I, I love those books so much. I got them for my daughter, too, and she really hasn't gotten into it yet. But I'm like, you got to try it. you got to try it. This is the easy way to do it, and it's not going to frustrate you. So um, but they, they, that, was, that was the kind of way. And there was also some shows, because I was in California, too. What was that guy's name? Mark... Zistler, Mark Whistler. I can't remember what his name was. And he had a show where he would create cities, like space cities. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that guy's name? I, I'm, I'm sure I could find it. Um, I want to say it's Zistler. Yeah. But, oh, and I hope. He, he was awesome. And I used to love watching him and his art thing. So I would also kind of dabble in his style as well. I watched a lot of Bob Ross, uh, <laughs> but I usually occupied my hands with bags of potato chips, so I really couldn't think along. <laughs> Mark Kistler, K-I-S-T-L-E-R, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that brings me back. Yeah, because, I mean, you were in, well, you were in NorCal, right? 
Yeah. 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 I think he was on like yeah, he was like um on PBS or something, I think. Um yeah, I I grew up in um I lived in Santa Cruz for a while. I you know, I lived up kind of um in the mountains up there and then I lived in the Bay Area, like I lived in San Jose for quite a bit. And then when I went to high school I was in Redwood City. So so kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I was in Santa Clara until we moved up to Boulder Creek. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we lived in Chemakita Park in oh. um so that's pretty close to where you are. So Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, what's what's fascinating is that uh, that PBS morning block, because I remember Mm -hmm. distinctly you would get uh, with Kistler, and then it was a Bob Ross episode, and then it went to cooking shows. (laughs) And I was on the couch for the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a kid to watch cartoons. I more watch (laughs) the two hours of the cooking shows in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It was that was a great. I I liked to watch and Bob Ross was great too because it was just like you zoned out. You know, you watched him. I never tried to do any Bob Ross paintings, but just watching him and watching it kind of emerge from the backgrounds was just always fascinating. It's like the early YouTube type. <laughs> just oh, I'm just gonna watch people do art. That was kind of what Bob Ross was for me. So, do you remember? Because uh, I know he was local. But he was the finger painter artist who he would dip his hands in acrylics and he would mm. go to these huge canvases and do like pictures of like Jimi Hendrix in these like nutty colors. Huh. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe if I saw his stuff, I would remember it, but I don't, I don't know if I've, not done a top of my head. Yeah, he was always on like Channel, channel 7 uh, on their morning show. <laughs> they would have him oh. on. Five minutes while uh, a day in the life played, he'd do a uh, he would do a John uh, a John Lennon picture. <laughs> or, yeah, I remember there was there was a lot of art on TV back in the day for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now you are without a doubt the greatest artist who ever lived. Uh, colon space division. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe M. Schwiller and right. <laughs> a few other people. maybe. <laughs> and I guess Jim Burns, he's a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but where did where did that come from for you? Oh, that, well, like I said, my dad was an artist. My mom was kind of an artist, um, so I was I was around it, mm-hmm. um, but. It, I kind of I started to develop later. Like I, I really also when I was in high school, I started doing a lot of ceramics, and the ceramics room was like my escape from everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would go in there at lunchtime and before school and everything like that. And I just started to remember all of the things. You know, it's like I mean, of course, my focus isn't necessarily on. Um, mainstream artists it's all fantasy and science fiction art for me um Mm -hmm. and i remember when i was 12 or 13 getting a brian stroud book fairies you know alan lee and that was that was kind of start that's when i started realizing how much fantasy art i was looking at and seeing and then the ceramics kind of made me realize that 
3D was more interesting to me at the time because of like the puppets and the things that were going on. So it kind of moved my trajectory towards 3D for quite a while. And then I kind of slowly but surely drifted back into two-dimensional. But I think I kind of stayed away from it because I always felt like it had to be illustrative. Like I had to draw figures. I had to really, you know, looking at everybody else's art, I had to kind of fit into that. Here's a figure. Here's here's these people in this picture. And that just didn't fit with me really well. So Mm -hmm. once I got over that, that's kind of how I transitioned over into like back into the 2d um abstract thing but mm-hmm. but it really it's it's kind of progressed like I, I i have not always stayed with the same thing i've not always been interested in the same thing i'm even in my craft stuff i'm kind of the type of person that wants to try everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and then use everything in in my uh whatever i'm working on at the time so mm-hmm. i guess yes. that's kind of how i transition but it was really high school that kind of woke me up like I had been playing before that and then I was like no I really do like this art thing I really want to kind of continue I went to art school for a semester and I hated it that's <laughs> in college but uh, but I was like no I really still want to do this I really still want to make things and that's kind of where it went yeah yeah I've, ceramics in me it's like my my first fine arts love was uh of course, abstract sculpture, but right. then there is an artist named, uh, not Jack Gon, but he looked exactly like him, uh, Robert Arneson, who mm. is a ceramicist from UC Davis, who oh, interesting. blows my mind, um, just is one of the true, I consider him to be a true, you know, American master. And he sort of right. uh, was one of the driving forces behind California funk. And interesting fascinating artist and so did you in dublin did you visit uh dublin castle no i didn't get to go to the castle so right across the street there was a ceramics exhibit Mm -hmm. and most of it was what i expect you know oh it's a lovely vase oh it's a face uh blah 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 but they had these like beautiful uh two very the same artist uh like one was a ship with tentacles coming down to drag it down Oh, cool. cool. The other one was like a rocket. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. I love, I love the three-dimensionality when, uh, when I don't want to call them genre artists because I know that's not technically correct. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, fantasy, science fiction, ceramics, I adore. Uh, yeah. And if I had money, I'd buy more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard. It's a hard um, – it's hard to be – somebody who likes it, but also can afford some of the pricing, which, of course, it makes sense. I mean, I'm not saying that their pricing is wrong or anything like that, the amount of skill that goes into this stuff. But, yeah, it's it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my, like, love of ceramic all went to, like, Gaudi and, like, the Hispano-Moresque oh. kind of – like, I mm-hmm. guess I'm really drawn to Spain, Spanish art. Um, there was also Gil Bruvel, who was actually, I think he was from Spain, and now he lives in Austin, um, <laughs> who does a lot of masks and things like that. But it's it's got this element of fa- fantastical um, side to it. It's not, there's, there's a lot of artists that I like that 
it's just the touch there. Like if you, you can, you can kind of see it. And if you, you, you don't have to like be right in your face. I mean, I love, yeah, if it has tentacles, that's great. I'd be happy with that. But, but there's a, there's a kind of like feeling where it's just, it's just there. And it's not like totally like that. My space paintings aren't necessarily always space, but they have that feel of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like how I like the art especially that I surround myself with. But not to say that I don't have a lot of fantasy. I mean, there's Brian Froud and Charles Vess and Colin Carr all around me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, for me, so when I was growing up, I was always like the four artists who got me who were uh, more illustrative than sort of the fine art, because I've been surrounded by fine art since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I definitely say... I am messed up because I was given a book of uh, modern art way too young. So mm. I look at uh, Louise Nevelson as being uh, beautiful uh, in her work. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's just a bunch of boxes. Well, technically, yes. <laughs> but uh, Ed Emshwiller was my big one because mm-hmm. um, my dad yeah. knew him, and he was awesome mm. and one of the craziest people who ever lived, apparently. <laughs> uh, did you ever meet Carol Emshwiller? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Carol was great. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad that that generation is gone now. I have so many yeah. questions. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But the other one, who no one seems to remember except for me, uh, is the artist who did all of the paintings for NASA actually in their buildings. And I hmm. think his name was John Colin. And I've seen his stuff in a couple of magazines from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically super heroic stuff, but it's not like yeah, it feels like what's his name? Um Thomas Hart Benton. Mm-hmm. But it has this sort of more slick feel to it. It's really fascinating. I I think I may like the slick a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really big into super flat now. That's my new thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah I, don't like, think, I don't think I ever saw any of his stuff. John Collins, you said? Was it I John think it's Collins? John Collins. Um, it's John something because it was the same name as my dad. And we had a book of uh, NASA pictures because my dad was a huge moonshot guy because mm-hmm. it was like his 14th birthday or something was when they landed on the moon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Right. Kind of a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let me ask, so you are now a preeminent fan artist, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where have you appeared? What zines have gotten you? What, um, well, I mean, I, you know, I do a lot of convention art mm-hmm. um, in terms of just being at conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a couple of... Um, uh, gallery shows um, with my like three-dimensional art so I did one in San Antonio that was a George R. Martin um, kind of show about you know anything that he's done and then mm-hmm. I did the the one for ASFA that we had on here which um, was what two years ago so I had a three-dimensional piece in there and I've mm-hmm. done of course um, Journey Planet <laughs> and I've I just <laughs> did one for uh beam oh, nice. a year 
Um, they, I don't know if they've released that one yet. I haven't. I, I've got the cover, but I they haven't really even seen it. So, um, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, like, really, that's that's it. I don't I don't do a lot outside of that. My stuff is kind of abstract, so it's not like it's just oh yeah here. Of course, I've been guest. Well, I'm supposed to be guest of honor <laughs> this, <laughs> this year, which was canceled, and then next year I have a guest of honor spot in New York as oh, well. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm slowly, slowly but surely getting out there. So. Yeah, I had a guest of honor ship that looks like it's still happening, uh, oh. but I was supposed to be get, uh, editor guest of honor at the NASFIC. It looks like they're pushing it back instead of canceling, which makes me happy. <laughs> Oh, good. That's good to know because I think we're going to do the chess we say. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. And let me ask. Actually, I know very little about ASFA. So mm. pitch me ASFA. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The ASFA, ASFA is the Association of Science Fiction and Fantasy Artists, and what we are is just a, it's it's artists, it's collectors, it's book. Um, art directors. It's a bunch of people that just really like science fiction and fantasy art, genre art. Um, and, you know, our big thing is we do the Chesleys every year. So this is the, I think, 36th year. Uh, what year is this? Pretty. We started in, tw- in, in 1986. Um, yeah. And so they've been giving them out at the, either at uh, Wilcon or at the NASFIC every year. There was one year that was off, <laughs> but every other year we've done them. And it, it really is, it's its a bunch of different categories in genre arts, whether it's hard covers or paperback covers, uh, interior illustrations. Uh, we have a magazine, which is sometimes comic book, three-dimensional art. We have uh, unpublished color and unpublished monochrome as our categories, and then Art Director and a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm missing one. Product. Product Illustration is the last one. Oh, um, nice. So, so yeah, that, I mean, it's we, we, we tend, what we kind of started was, um, was having a way for people to go to conventions without, without having to, like we would have a suite. If people, if artists needed to stay in the suite, they would, they would be able to do that. We've kind of moved away from that, but we try and get uh, either our artists or other genre artists to show, like, say, the NASDAQ will have a panel or the Worldcon, depending on what's going on that year. Um, we're, we're, we're really there to support artists in any way we can. Um, but, but it's not – I mean, the Chesleys are really our main focus every year. Right now we're in the process of doing the long list of suggestions because mm-hmm. it's a three-step process for us. It's suggestions – and then we have nominations and then the final vote. Nice. Um, and so so there's a long list of things that people look at every year and say, oh, we really want that art piece to show some whether, where, whether it's been in a convention or not, like even online. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Yeah, I know I used to go to the Chesleys every year because I wanted to go somewhere where uh, Donato and John Picasso would win. Um, and <laughs> at that point, they weren't winning Hugo's yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it doesn't have a huge number of people that show up every year because I think it's kind of a hidden thing. But, you know, the caliber of artists that get nominated are, every year are just amazing. I, I am always blown away by the list that we come up with. Um, so it's it's nice. But it is members who vote, so it's it definitely one of the longer um, 
lasting awards where it's member voted uh, winners. So yeah, oh no, it's great. I'm, yeah, I'm a big supporter. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Not a member, but I'm a supporter. <laughs> no, that's fine. And you know, what the great thing about um, suggestions is everybody can suggest. If you're nominating or voting, you have to be a member, but that's one of the differences for us. So, like, if you say you saw a great comic book cover that just had to be recognized, you could you could put in that suggestion as a non-member, and that's that's a nice thing. So. Oh, that's that is great. Yes. Now, let me ask you, what was your first con? <laughs> My first con was actually Armadillo Con in Austin. Oh, okay. Um, I, I worked at a science fiction and fantasy bookstore in Austin um, called Adventures in Crime and Space with uh, Willie Ceros, and he uh, he dragged me to Armadillo Con the first time, and then my second convention was Dragon Con. So it, it was a very different like <laughs> jump from a very small convention uh, to a large convention. But the only reason I went to Dragon Con was when um, Brian Froud was just starting to come back to the States. Now he appears in a lot more stuff. And I had a suitcase full of books that I wanted them to sign. And so mm-hmm. here I am with my little button-up shirt and my flacks, which is not a way that most convention goers dress. And they thought I was his publicist. And so <laughs> they were asking me to take him places. And I'm like, okay, sure. I don't really know him, but you know, he was gracious enough to sign all my books for me. So... <laughs> Awesome. And what was your first Worldcon? My first Worldcon was ShyCon, I think. Uh, not this, not this last. What, which one was that? It was ninety. What was the year? Ninety. Um, two thousand. Yeah, ShyCon. Two thousand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, my first my first uh, convention was in Armadillo Con for nineteen ninety nine. So ShyCon the next year was this first world con that I went to. Oh wow, you jumped in fast. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the thing of working at a science fiction bookstore. It's like they all of the people that worked on conventions went. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have definitely yeah. never worked at a science fiction bookstore. It's always been like one of those things I feel like I should be able to say about myself and can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was interesting. It was it was definitely I, you know, I liked at this time I also like comic books, so I spent most of my time at either science fiction bookstores or comic book shops, um, and it, it's just definitely a different world than I can't. I, I, back at the time, I don't think I could have imagined working at a regular store. <laughs> so awesome! <laughs> well, cool, excellent. <laughs> I have really loved talking to you, but I have children who are flying off the handle for lunch. <laughs> yes, go, go, go. But it was, it was nice talking to you. Always an absolute pleasure. <laughs> talk to you later, Sarah. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.